with the programming i'm chase ingram i'm captain america and along with me is bill grundler Wolverine. and the games are over and now it is our turn to analyze the programming of the 2021 crossfit games bill it's damn good to be back i missed Dude. you bro how do you even have a voice my friend well if you listen it's not as quite as uh, smooth as it <laughs> it's a little raspy it was um that was the most i've called consistent end-to-end in the ever in the 10 years i've been doing this yeah totally no like, you guys uh you know we were talking about this a little bit off air the the coverage that you and sean were doing and then the coverage that joel and tanya were doing like dude joel and tanya got your asses yeah. handed to you i am not complaining hey. at all after watching what joel and tanya had to go through with yeah. like all of the age groups for yeah. three days and then team events and like i had to do teams with sean on thursday and they were they were the longest events I feel like of the weekend. Longest events. They were so long. Oh wow, that yeah. was that was tough. So by Thursday, I was kind of you know you, you start to feel it coming. Like it's like getting mm -hmm. a cold. You get like scratchy throat. You're like shit. Like here we go. Here it comes. Here we go. Here comes my squeaky voice. <laughs> and so you know I had to manage a lot of it, and I got it. You know I got like some care packages of um, throat stuff, and you know, that that helped me get to the end of the week, but. I don't know. I did. Yeah. People, it was, it was a lot of work. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I hope everybody else did. Um, it was really cool. I thought the games was great. Yeah. Um, the, you know, it's funny. It's like, it, there was a lot of people there, not the most ever, you know, right. we're still getting through things and I don't know how much they were able to sell out in the Coliseum because it wasn't sold out, but maybe it, there's still COVID restrictions going on. Right. Yeah. Um, there was but way you, more people than you see at the Olympic. Yes. Benches. Yes. And you wow. know what was um, that? I, then I had a realization. I was like, you know, what we're missing. We're missing our entire international crowd. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. that that always brings a really unique flavor. Like you get that European, Icelandic stuff, and then the whole Latin American community starts to come yeah. up, and then yeah. So so I think that was you know that that twenty thirty percent that adds to it just a different vibe totally. it was still a great time but uh i can't wait not i mean we're not even like four days removed from the games so like i can't wait for next year <laughs> <laughs> when everything well, I mean, hopefully great, everything is back to normal and full that go. was a great jump start in man yeah i mean it was you know i mean i watched i watched all i watched all of it on the the youtube stream and I mean, it was good to see people in the crowds. It was good to see the athletes back out on the floor. It was good to hear everyone's voices again. Yeah. It was good to see, you know, I mean, it was a, uh, that, that touch of normalcy, you know, which mm -hmm. is nice because it's still, I mean, it, it's weird here in the U.S. Yeah. You, know, you look around the rest of the world and there's all kinds of weird stuff still happening like, well we're you know, feels like we're on our way based off of the news i, I tell you I get into that uh, love the news <laughs> thank you for all the misinformation before you know it was cool as well as there i you know i went around through vendor village and i got to like see all our people 
Oh, yeah. So I got to see all our partners. So, so it's really sweet. And the one thing I did miss other than you, which I missed the most while I was out oh, there, but thanks, dude. I freaking dropped the ball and didn't bring any of my bub singles with me so I, this was the least amount of coffee i have ever drank ever one because i didn't have you just like coffee <laughs> coffee because shaming me all- <laughs> <laughs> hey listen i know right. it's 10 o'clock that's, that's but let's role. i'll take that as my role <laughs> let's go see if starbucks is still open i was like bill it's 10 o'clock at night <laughs> <laughs> but the other one is that i have come to find that unless i have bubs naturals with me i'm really not into coffee <laughs> Oh wow! I like I had maybe a cup, maybe two in the morning, and it wasn't every day. And so blasphemy, dude. That's blasphemy. Well, that just shows you how good Bob's Naturals is and how much it's changed my coffee game. So I didn't bring my MCT oil powder. I didn't have my collagen protein. I forgot my gummies. It's like I forgot everything that was great at home. And by the end of the week, I'm like, I'm, I'm like a, like a heroin addict, just like scratching. Creaky. I'm like, oh, I was like, where is it? Where is it? So I'm glad to be home. I'm glad I got my bubs back. And uh, if you guys want to get bubs in your life and to become a bub methamphetamine <laughs> with a bubphetamine, a bubphetamine. Uh, there you go. How many different words addict. can we make up on this show? Uh, a bubphetamine <laughs> addict. <laughs> go to bubsnaturals.com. Use the code GET with 20 for 20% off every order every single time. And really do get into the double bub club. That's the MCT oil powder in your coffee mixed with the collagen protein. And you are all set for the rest of your day. Um, mm. I ran into Nathan out there, so it was really cool to catch up with him. He's always been working with us from Bubs. And then I got to go to the Element 26 booth. And I ran Dude. into our boys, and they're like, hey, man. And this was like, this was, this was Tuesday. Okay. And I go by the booth. I was like, Sean, because I want to take Sean. It's like, Sean, you got to try this thumb tape. Yeah. I walk up, and they're like, just like, you know, it was cool to finally meet the guys. And, and then they went, dude, we're out of thumb tape. I was like, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you out of thumb tape already? Well, I'll tell you why. Because the thumb tape is unbelievable. It sticks to your thumb without leaving a sticky residue. It's easy to tear. It's easy to apply. And there's a reason why they were out of it. But they've got one new thing that they gave me. And I have it right here. They just made it. It's called Rip Repair. So, you know, like oh, new skin. Oh, yeah. So it's new skin on steroids, right? It sticks. It one, it applies zero pain. Oh, dude. No. Yeah. New skin. It's yeah, like, like needles going yeah. into your cut. Zero. So no alcohol pain, nothing like that. So when you like burn your hands underneath, like washing your soap and then you apply like a new skin to, uh, yeah. to it. And if you guys ever use it, it's basically like super glue. Right. To cover your ribs. <laughs> um, and we, back in the day, we're talking about like back in 09 days, we used to use super glue before Hell new yeah. skin became a thing. Hell yes. <laughs> but it doesn't burn and it like, it's still on my hand. And I oh, put it on it a week ago. Oh, wow. Yes. And it is legit. So if you guys didn't get their grips of which you should and you ended up ripping your hands they have this stuff called rip repair and it will cover those rips in your calluses and basically just put a band-aid on there that sticks to your hand and does not move and it wow. heals it underneath you don't get the burning feeling so go check that out it's uh, something they have brand new but if you want to get some of that you want to get the thumb tape the grips the knee sleeves the weight belts the new rip repair go to element26.co and use the code get with 15 for 15% off all your U.S. orders. And then Adam came by the booth. 
Oh, nice. Dude, it was great to meet him. Yeah. Looked nothing like I thought he would look like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I like I've never talked to him on the phone. Like you talked to him. Like he's he's right. he's your guy. Yeah. And he came by and I was like, oh, you're this little you're redheaded high, high guy. High regular guy with an <laughs> yeah. accent. High regular guy. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And I don't know if this is out out yet, but he handed me the wad proof wrist strap. Oh yeah. Have you seen no, this? No, it's out. It's out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he hand I cannot the wad proof band. Yeah. And it tracks everything. Just like another um any type of like workout tracker, heart rate tracker, all this other stuff. Rep tracker? That's the cool one. That a right rep there is the tracker, piece. which yeah. is crazy. But I can't wait to try this. I was supposed to call him and just like get all hooked up and set up with that. But it was really cool to meet Adam. Uh, it was nice to see all our, our our partners, and it was really cool because it was like seeing it's like seeing you talk to with like on Instagram or social media for years, and you finally get to meet each other. So that was really yeah. fun. Um, that was a really cool experience at the game. So um, I just you know it was it was just neat to meet everybody. No, nah, I did. It's that uh, the one of the cool things about the games, other than just the competition itself, is. All of the, that's the chance for all of the, the vendors to come around and kind of showcase a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then when we have our partners like that, you know, we get to hang out with those people. We do, we, we kind of come together. We have our, you know, our get with the programming family. They're part of that because they help support us and yeah. what we're doing. And we love to support them because of what they are and who they are. And then to actually be able to, to sit down and meet them like that and hang out with them. And I mean, when it call comes down to it, the cool thing is, is everyone's a CrossFitter. Yep. We're all a bunch of CrossFitters. And you you get a group of CrossFitters together. It doesn't matter what they do. You could be a college kid. You could be a doctor. You could be <laughs> the wad-proof app yeah, designer. Yeah. You could be the get with the programming, you know, blabbers over here. Whatever. We all can hang out. And, mm. I mean, what a really cool group of people. And those are great people. I mean, and, those, and that's why we are happy to partner up with those guys with it's all an, three of them it's an Bubs with element 26 and with with waterproof because man they're just good people good things and yeah. we want to make everybody better it was cool because like all three of those things do it was cool to talk to them it was cool to like it's it's really nice because we have a very good like two-way street in terms of what we do for each other yeah and so like as much of appreciation we have for them like they have for us so i'm yeah. i'm really i love who we get to work with on this show. So it's an honor and a privilege. So thank you guys. It was great to see everybody. Thanks guys. And you know what? The honor and privilege is all ours because mm. we get to talk about the 2021 CrossFit Games programming. Let's do it. 15 events. Crazy. We had yeah. cuts, which everybody lost their shit on before the game started. And it was funny. It's like after event nine, I'm like, hmm, what do you, what do you, what do you think now? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously one of the big things we were looking at, you and you and me, was like, if you're going to have cuts, you got to make sure it's an appropriate test so you can say yep. you are in this position clearly defining where your fitness level is. Yeah. As well as as we advance. And we'll get there as we go from one to nine and then one to ten. But I thought it was really funny how everybody was upset and I'm like, you guys must be new to CrossFit or you just hated 2019 so much that you think it's going to be the same thing. Totally. Because well, it just, I think that left a lot. I think that left a really bad taste in everyone's and mouth. And I totally understand because I 
did not approve of the way those cuts happened oh. because you started cutting cut the too well not too soon because like you know the first cut was a great test for what it was it right. wasn't only a set uh, a test of fitness like elite it was a test of who should be you know right no 100% like that that was a very unique year because you had i mean there was no way around it you had yeah. to cut that it was way. also so that out of dave cash's control Right, and then people are yeah. shitting on Dave. Is like Dave did not make that decision. In fact, Dave right. did not like that decision. He won't say it publicly. Right, right, but he knows how to test. Yeah, right. But you made the best. The one of the best comments you made at the games up to this was, I mean, it, it always depends. It's I don't think it's the final event that makes the cut it's all the events that lead up to that yeah to make the cut right. you know and up to this point we had 10 events mm -hmm. before we got to the cut and that amount of events and how it was all put together right was longer than some of the games prior to that the first in five crossfit games yeah so i mean like that's huge i mean it's like okay I, I, if whether you like the cuts or don't like the cuts, like I get it, but right. up to that point, yeah, we found we know who's supposed to be there now. Yeah, we, like we used to crown the fittest on earth in ten or less events for yeah. five years, and no one said shit about that. By right. the way, there were cuts on all those years. Yeah, like seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yep. yep. The most events ever programmed was ten. Yeah. And they had cuts the whole way through. And I don't see anybody complaining about James Fitzgerald or Julie right. Gentry or right. Jason Kalipa. You know, I, totally. Katie so Henniger. I, I think that like that Nobody's was, complaining about that. Uh, that was a, Tanya that was Wagner. A statement. <laughs> <laughs> Miko Salo. Yeah. Graham Holmberg. Like nobody's, nobody's complaining about that. And so yeah. it's just, you know, people are spoiled. But I, the, the the design was great. I mean, did it cut it down? Yeah, totally. Did it still keep the excitement? Absolutely. And you know, and this is this is a, a show that I think we'll have to bring Brian onto back mm -hmm. onto again because talking about the the scoring of the event, oh, did, yeah. would it change? Yeah. How would it change? Because we've done that with like you know with the other games. Right. I think this one <laughs> is uh, unique enough. Because we have a lot of events to talk about, so I think we need yeah. to keep to the events on this one. But like yeah. the the idea of, you know, one of the things that I always complained about when mm -hmm. you cut before was like all of a sudden, well, if you cut it, now you get towards the end and you can't. It's hard to make those advances anymore because you just don't have the points, right? Unless you spread those points out appropriately. And just like you know, you, you were you were mentioning in the, in the broadcast, the point change the points changed when they went to thirty, right? And then it changed when it went to twenty, right? which is appropriate because it's needed to be that way so that you can still have mm -hmm. that, that difference. You can still make your climbs up and down the leaderboard based on that. Not or get penalized. Like you shouldn't get to the top 20 and just be like good to go because the points don't right. change. Right. <laughs> right. So it was so. cool. All right. So let's get into it. What we're going to do is we're going to go do through it. 1 through 15. We're going to go through the nuts and bolts of every event and just discuss them as we as we go through. And at the end of 15 events, we'll give our assessment of how the programming was, some little thoughts on it, good, bad, or in between, and we'll get going. Let's do it. So event number one, one-mile swim 
with fins that they got told the night or day before. And then a three-mile kayak. That was the paddle event that Dave Castro alluded to. And when this got announced, it was, I love the kayak as a, as a new element, a little test, like something different, right? I didn't want to, I did not want to see another prone paddle. Yeah. Um, I know Dave says he doesn't like stand-up paddle boards for some weird reason. I think that's silly. He'll I, put in slam balls, but he won't put in stand-up paddling. <laughs> or and he's like, oh, it's too, it's too skill-based, and it's like, it's you know, it's less of a test of fitness and more about that. I was like, well, we just did freestanding handstand push-ups, so. Yeah, I, I, think, I, don't, I don't, I don't agree with that argument. I, 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 I think I, that'll change. If he doesn't change. like it, fine. I just think it's a thing. I mean, yeah. and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Programmers, they will have their preferences and their mark. Sure lining through there you yeah. know i mean because he doesn't like doing that you're not going to see him like honestly okay. he just says like i don't like them i'm like okay yeah yeah like you don't have to over explain it you can literally just be like because i don't like them i think they're gimmicky and i don't want to program them. I'm like oh fine, fine. yeah <laughs> you don't have to program them so the kayak was cool after it unfolded like the swims with swim with fins like that was a huge advantage for good swimmers yeah. And no advantage for bad ones. <laughs> totally. Well, yeah, but it, I okay, mean, it you're helped swimmer, man. them swim. Yeah. But if you don't but know how to use them, like, it it doesn't help you stay with the good ones. Right? No, it made the good swimmers when, great swimmers. Not when great, they had but. the, when Dave made the announcement. So I, okay, so I, you know, I'm watching the announcement on the, on the video and, mm. One mile swim and the kayak, and you get to use the fins. All the first thing I thought was, all that's going to do is hurt the bad swimmers because yep. what are they going to do with fins? They're going to rely on fins. Yeah. And what you get out of <laughs> your kick is you get like forty. It's like I think the the percentages is like you get twenty percent of your speed off your kick, but mm -hmm. you use like sixty percent of your energy. Well, your quads your just suck oxygen out of your body. They're the biggest muscles you have. <laughs> They're bigger than your shoulders, man, you know, and your lats. So it's yeah. like if you think you're going to be kicking your way for a mile, mm -hmm. yeah, good luck. Yep. Good luck. So yep. I, that, I, I got worried when I heard that. Because oh, yeah. the, the good swimmers, they're just, all that's going to do is keep their feet up. They'll do their two-beat kick on that long mm -hmm. swim. So you saw Yona Koski, you see, you see a big splash behind his, nope. behind his body. It's just enough just to kind of keep it. It makes that nice, smooth two-beat kick nice and easy, nice yeah. and easy. They get yeah. more out of it without doing anything. But I, I just got I got worried mm -hmm. when I heard that. Yeah. I got worried. Um, it was a – here's what's funny is that – listen, in programming, there are three different domains we train with. Weightlifting, gymnastics, and monostructural. And so many people – we're getting annoyed by hearing the term monostructural. And it oh, was I, hilarious I to me. If you say that one more time. Yeah. I was like, you <laughs> you don't bitch when you hear weightlifting. You don't bitch when you yeah. hear gymnastics because you're used to hearing that. I'm sorry yeah. if you've never heard the term monostructural, but that is what it is. It's either M, W, or G. That's yep. it. That is CrossFit's programming categories. You have moving your body in space, <laughs> gymnastics moving in your body with an external with load an weightlifting and then cyclical repetitive movements that can be sustained for a long period of time i.e running swimming biking skiing uh double unders and whatever other one they had in there but like 
that's called monostructural. <laughs> Single structural. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry, but that's what it's called. And if you don't like that term and you wanted me to say something something wrong like cardio. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, because it's all cardio. <laughs> it's, so I, I, I saw I found that, that comment. Funny. Did someone say you need to call it cardio? No, I just I feel like they thought that I just heard that word for the first time, and I was like, no, it's aerobics, bro. It's yeah, aerobics, like, bro. So it was just funny. It's funny, and yeah. so our point, our our goal here is to educate you, and this is the education part. That's what it's called. <laughs> uh, I will say this though. I will say this. I I I was. Totally cool with how long it was. I was totally cool on the, the bro. It was long kayak and all that stuff. But I was kind of shocked actually that they did that style of kayak. Like I, I, you mean the seated one? That was the one that you rent when you go down to Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, and you want to like go. I would say the same thing. I was like, hey, you look at some of these people. Like clearly, no one's been to Cabo. I know, totally. Yeah. Watching you it's do like, a kayak right now, <laughs> I was like, "Why are you making this look so hard?" I, I, I mean, you know, we throw these guys on a high-end prone paddleboard. We throw these guys on high-end road bikes. We throw mm -hmm. these guys on high-end uh, uh, cycle cross bikes, and then right. we give them the Volkswagen Bug of kayaks to right. race in. And and to to say that it's a you know, it's too technical. We don't want to make it too, like we've already had them fall down on a prone paddleboard. Why would you not? Oh, you mean like use them, one of the more speed kayaks? Have you seen the kayakers in the Olympics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kayak is badass. That's what they should be racing with because now you can race. That other thing, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's they're just cruising around work, with right? their little, with their, you know, uh, little air blow up <laughs> things on their arms trying to not sink yeah i think it was like the evolution of the cycling though at the games right the first bike they got was like a mountain bike right and, and then eventually and then eventually we got to the clip in crit i think if we threw that at them in 2011 that would have been a i, I see what you're saying i was like for Dude, the, the prone paddleboard man those true. were high-end race boards yeah but you're I not gonna get things. stuck in the paddleboard if you roll like if you roll like nobody, they're gonna drown <laughs> in the ones you're talking about. <laughs> nah, that'll be I, fine. That'll be fine. I just, I, I, again, I, I'm not. There was a, there was a, a comment that one of my members made. They were like, "Okay, did they know about the kayak?" And I said, "No, no." They found out the night before, and yeah. they're like, "Okay." It seems to me that if someone has never been down to Cabo or never rented one of those things, that they're at a massive disadvantage. And so are you testing yeah. fitness if you are that technical of a disadvantage? Not to say that it isn't usable, but why not tell them? Uh -huh. Why not Why not announce this one? Everyone knows we're going to swim, so they've already been swimming. But why not announce something like this that is so different Yeah, to where they could at least get their hands on it? Because now you can have them race because they've tried it. Yeah, If they're trying it for the first time, I mean, you saw how long it took them in that kayak. Right. Like if you've never done it, I see it, what you're saying. You know, I, and it's not it's not a bad comment. It's actually yeah, a decent comment. I and I think for, I think they had a me, day to practice. Yeah, exactly, a day. That's, but so that's, I think I also part. think that's why it was such a basic kayak because it doesn't require any skill. It just requires work. 
I, I mean, I agree, but just like a swimmer that like, if you're not a good swimmer, you're going to be doing a lot more work as you yeah. saw the people that were paddling those things. If they had never been in a kayak, they True. didn't know what the hell they were doing in those kayaks. Yeah. I think, I think program wise, I think programming is fine. The difference I would have changed programming on this is I would have announced it sooner. Oh, I see. What I would have said uh, like, whatever, for three weeks, four weeks, whatever they want to pick. Yes. You're going to be doing this. Um, here's the kayak you're going to be using. At least that way they have a way to prepare for that since it's yeah. something that's specific. I get it. But I think the event is rad. Yeah, it was awesome. Because I, I think you need to throw the long shit at these athletes like this. And it's good they did cool. it early because it just set the tone. And it's it's the they do this a lot when they open the yeah. games. It's just like something you would never really train for or prepare for until after it's done. So. Yeah. Um, totally. All right. So we're looking at two different monostructural movements between the swim and the kayak. It was an hour to an hour and a half. So really high volume, really. I mean, it, we can't put a rep scheme to it, but it's it's high volume work. Yeah. And um, I thought it was good. Nice and long. I like it. Two monostructural to yeah. start. And then we come back to event number two and we do this odd object muscle up chipper, where it was a sled drag and the weights they have on the site isn't like it was heavy. Like yeah. that sled drag was hard. They yeah. made it. Then when you got close up views, you're like, Oh, so it was a sled drag forward, five pig flips, 12 ring muscle ups, 12 bar muscle ups, 12 bar muscle ups, 12 ring muscle ups. I could have said 24 <clears throat> pig flip sled drag. So it's really, this is not, some people called it a triplet. And I was like, it's this, this is a chipper. Totally. Um, it's a it's a pyramid chipper because you, yeah chipper, it's an yeah. up and down chipper and the ring muscle up and barn muscle up are not the same movement like well they're the same movement but they're not they are different right 100%. like some people are good at rings and bad at bar and vice versa and some can do one and not the other so I consider those two different movements which is why we had a chipper so we have two heavy odd object movements coupled with two challenging gymnastics movements so in the first event we've done two monostructural two odd object weightlifting, and two gymnastics. Boom. Mm -hmm. Time cap was 12 minutes, so this is a 10 to 12 minute time frame. Um, it was a lot of pulling. Oh man, Tons. Like the first two events Tons. was just like pole city. Mile yeah. swim, three mile kayak. The drag wasn't, now I want your opinion on this on the drag. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of squatting below parallel at the games, but there still was a lot of lower body use. And so when you look at a sled drag, what it does to low body and the way they had to do it, I almost put this in the category of squat, uh, like a squat push because of the way they're pushing forward, stabilizing the rings and just using only lower body to get it done. Yeah, I mean, I think that they chose to do however they were gonna hold it up top for like the stabilizing on the push part. Yeah. I, I will say this. Yes, maybe there wasn't a lot of, and this one, you're not squatting below parallel, but the glute work yeah. between, I mean, if anyone has done any any sled drags yeah. of heavy weight where you're pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, you're not squatting down all the way, but right. your ass is on fire. It was still lower body intensive is kind of what I'm totally. trying to say, right? Oh, so the, there's and not a category that flip. says that. Like if you just said they didn't go below parallel, I'm like, yeah, okay, yes, but yeah, and the pig flip, right? It's like. Yeah, I mean, posterior chain, mm -hmm. backside, glutes are your are your giant drivers on this. Yeah. And I think that that's something that's really cool is, yes, it's heavy, 
but you use those large muscle groups mm -hmm. and then you go to something that's very technical with the gymnastics right after that, where right. in a decent number, I mean, you look yeah. at that, like that number it, in, in man, it was awesome. 12 bar, 12 bar, 12 muscle ups, not a big deal. Right. But do you do that knowing that you have 36 more to go right. and you have to get off? So you can't you can't let yourself get into like a groove. Yeah. You have to come down like you got to turn on the bar muscle. So like there's those breaks that force the lactic acid mm -hmm. on that rest. You drop mm -hmm. your hands. All of a sudden you you disengage from the <laughs> workout a little bit. Right. Um, I thought that was I it was such a unique twist. Yeah. To put this together, how you went. And it, it was very far spectrum very very heavy very technical gymnastic yeah uh it was cool like we hit all three i would say almost outlier bases yeah like when we went monostructural yes. it wasn't just a casual run it was something high skill monostructural swimming and kayaking yeah. and long on yeah. object really heavy sled pull and pig flips and then really high skill high volume on the gymnastics yeah. and it was all pull 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 and it was three different types of pulls like pig flip is, you know, below the waist, almost a curl up where the ring muscle up is above the shoulders pulled to the waist. And the bar muscle up is not as much of a pull as it is kind of a, I mean, it's a pull, but it's more of a straight arm yeah, lat. And coming off the swim in the kayak, like that's going to throw you for your loop. Like I said before, like we've, we've already hit all of our three different modalities between weightlifting, monostructural, and gymnastics. We did it, as you said, in a very high skill, unique kind of way, which is classic for the CrossFit Games to test people mm -hmm. like. And then we've hit a long 90-minute time domain and then the 10 to 12-minute classic CrossFit time domain. Yeah. Um, and then we moved to our first single modality test, which was that 550-yard sprint. Straight monostructural, running, full blast, anaerobic, just go. But you're going to yeah. go like full go because at that distance, even at a 400, right? Like you can't just send it from the start. Right. But now you have that, a different time domain, a different test, our first single modality in event three. I, I thought it was unique because what do most people train at? Track. They're going to train a 400. Yeah. It's just a and circle. You're, and you're right. They're going to train in a track. And they know that they're going to the games. They're not going to have a track. But they will usually do 400-meter repeats. Or they'll do 800-meter repeats. Yeah, whatever, right? A set distance. The, the, and this is what Dave always does. It's like just off what you would normally do. So now your normal pacing mm -hmm. isn't the same. Right. Because you can you – can just like what you're talking about, if you're doing a 400, you can send – the first 300 meters on a 400 and you, I mean, we've been watching in the Olympics. Yeah. All of a sudden that person that's been leading is now <laughs> they third, that fourth, straight away. They fall back, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and you here you have that extra 150 meters. So like how you, how you need to pace that is, is unique because it's such a weird, it's a weird number. Yeah. It's a weird number, but the races were great and watching them having to go very, very long, then very heavy and then all out sprint was, I thought, I mean, again, like we're hitting all those outlier pieces, yes. you know, on day one, right on day one. Right. That was cool. That was cool. I forgot to announce the winners. Um, we usually do that. Oh yeah. Uh, event one, Yonikoski. No, no surprise there. No. <laughs> and event one, T. Claire Toomey, which was just, oh, yep. Yeah. Just awesome. <laughs> 
just crushed everybody. And she was so dude. fired up too. I was like, God bless. They're, everybody's in trouble. Uh, dude, yeah. Everybody's in trouble. Uh, event two, Tia Claire Toomey again. We are going to say her name a lot. Mm-hmm. And then in event two for the men, Pat Vellner. Yeah. Which he needed because he got 35th on event one. And that ended up biting him at the end of the weekend. Big time. So bad. Event three. Like all he, that, uh, like I just want to say, because I, I, uh, Michelle Latondo is still coaching him, right? Yeah. Okay. Stop work, Stop doing regular workouts and just <laughs> get a swimming coach. <laughs> Only. Like just get a dang swim coach, man. Yeah. I mean, Michelle played water polo, but that's not the same thing. It's not the same thing, but like that is the... Uh, I don't know I mean, what I, it is. I, I want to say I want to say it's that, but I mean, we did the race. We did the bike race too, and he had a hard time. In, well, he, he also crashed. That one too. <laughs> no, I know he, he like there was bad luck one yeah. of them too. But I think it's a swimming. I agree. Race. There's yeah. no reason. Like, you, come on. There's you, you that that hole. We never gave you shit for it because Matt Fra like you still would not have won the games because of Matt Fraser. Totally, totally. But you lost the games because you still are the worst at this. That's why I, I, you got second. Period. I, Period. Yeah. You got second. You should have won the games if you just got marginally bad at this. But you are Dude. exceptionally bad at this. So Yeah. Um, too bad. Not I mean nothing personal, but you know. No, no, I mean it is uh, okay, event three. Man, this kid, Gui Malheros. Yeah. This kid was so fun to watch all weekend long. And I love that we now have a Latin American male that is legit and mixes it up and is, you know, like usually we'd get them and they just get last or they quit. Yeah. Right. And so I'm pumped to see what that does for the sport going forward. And oh, then Tia Toomey wins her third in a row. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Now we go to event four. And this is classic Castro. Because Castro is a lot like my wife, where if you try to make her do something, she will just, even if she wants to do it, she will not do it now. Yeah. Oh, you, you're you going to make me do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> or for Castro, it's like, if you say something is stupid or oh, we're gonna do extras. dangerous, he's like, fine, we'll do it again. And he yeah. brings back the wall walk. From the open and added in heavy thrusters. Yeah. Um, and I would say for the majority of the athletes, it was moderately heavy for the for the games athletes. For yeah. any uh, every any athlete, that's shit heavy. That's heavy. Fifty-five yeah. thrusters, fifty-five total wall walks, ten down to one. They made a uh, even standard across the board, which was cool. Yep. Um, I felt like that was the right call there. And it was just a good old-fashioned twist on a familiar take that we had in the open, which we see a lot. We saw the do the same thing in, like, 2017 where we had heavy 17.5 versus regular 17.5. So this is something that happens. Um, regardless of what you think about the wall walk, the test itself was the one thing we hadn't done yet in the day, which is just, like, brutal grunt work of 15 to 20 minutes of just constant slogging through where everything else was, you know, super fast, super long, super high skill. And this was just go like, 
get it done. Well, the other thing that I really liked about it is this is we finally got our push. Yes. Finally got the push in there. I For mean, both. those thrusters and those wall walks. And and hey, here's the, like I don't really know what the general consensus is with the wall walks. I I love the wall walks. I, I think, have no I, problem with the I think, wall walks. I think it's a cool movement. It is a it's something that you can get a lot of people to do mm-hmm. um, in lieu of a handstand walk. It is different than a handstand walk, but yeah. the, the it's harder stimulus, physically. Dude, the sim the stimulus you get. I, I'll tell you this. Like I like to think that I'm decent at, at wall walks. Mm-hmm. Like I, we, I've always programmed since they since I first saw them like way back when. Yeah, I've always same. like sprinkled them in. I can do all kinds of handstand walks, and what I will never get sore on is like my intercostals, like right at my ribs. Yeah, your little but riblets. With wall walks, dude. Ooh, that yeah. support with that, yeah, is massive. The amount of weight on each arm, right. is a lot and then you couple that with a super heavy thruster you are smoking their arms their shoulder that 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 pressing position and that stabilization position and i i loved what it looked like the other thing is that i think that it was a nice connection with the community Mm -hmm. because everybody just saw wall walks this year in the open and everybody now knows what it feels like. And now we get to finally see not just a video of Brent Vikowski doing really well. Oh yeah. Now we get to see all these athletes kicking ass on this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that I, I know that, you know, Danielle didn't win, but when you watched her do it, if you watch the way she placed her hands every right. single time, she had a cadence every single time of where her right hand would go, where her left hand would go every single time. Yeah. I mean, same thing um, for Fikowski. It was yeah, a thing of totally. beauty. It was amazing. That, it was amazing. I, I, thought, I, I love the event. I'm it was a with you. slower than I wanted, but I thought it was great. I think, yes. But from what we saw... <sighs> I think it you was, could have got the same thing going ten eight six four two. I yeah, you could. You know? I but like this but was they that a long one. They needed a long one. That was a moderate rep scheme. Like it was only a hundred and ten total reps, but those were like high priced reps. Oh, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? One wall walk yeah. is not the same thing as one push up, right? right. <laughs> a thrusters at one eighty five and one thirty five is not a thruster at ninety five and sixty five. So like yeah. each rep you did, though it was only a hundred and ten was like five times the value yeah. when you did that. Um, I'm with you on the wall walk. I have no problem with it. I like that they brought it back for a lot of various reasons. One, because people shat, shit on it so much during the open. And so when Dave brought it back, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> now what? And what was cool was, you're right, it kept everyone engaged because it's almost like being a Cowboys fan or you were either a Cowboys fan or you are a fan of hating the Dallas Cowboys. But no matter what, if they're on TV, you're going to watch. You're going to watch. Right? Yeah. And I feel like that's the wall walk. Yeah. The wall walk is also as successful as the Dallas Cowboys where everybody just, it's just bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you see, yeah, you're right. They brought the pressing back in on both a, I would say, a heavy gymnastic movement. Just physically oh, yeah. demanding one, yeah. and the heavy thruster where it's press, press. But also, you think about like a thruster, how much core stability you have to have to be in a good position for a heavy thruster, and how much the wall walk takes away from that, right? So I thought it was a very deceptive because everyone's like push, push, push. I'm like, dude, my core, my oh, core dude, yeah. will not be able to like support a heavy thruster towards the end of this workout. 
Yeah. Or if you're just thinking about me physically in the first round of 10. <laughs> right? And so I thought this was a really cool test of upper body pushing, yeah, core stability, and just like intense repetitions. Not intense like the sprint, but the whole event was intense for 15 to 20 minutes, which yeah. is, again, we hadn't tested yet. So yeah. at the end of day one, you're, I, was, I was really pleased with how the, the programming was. Mm-hmm. Um, on the men's side, Scott Pancheck, man. What a great. Awesome. Yeah, all weekend. Awesome. That was great to just see him there after what he was dealing with to come in and win that one. And then on the women's side, freaking Mal O'Brien. Mal O'Brien, dude. I mean, uh, dude, that girl, I have not seen that sort of composure in a long time. Could you imagine Sarah Singman's daughter with Mal O'Brien's composure? Do you th- I, I bet destroy, she wins I mean, two CrossFit games, field. right? Yeah. That's when she's yeah. winning like she should have back in 2015. Yeah. Um, and Emma Carey got third. Yeah. Think about that. Your two 17-year-olds got first and third with Tia Toomey in between in a wall walk, heavy-ass thruster event. Yeah. That was cool. That was really cool. All right, that's the end of day one. Moving into day number two, which they got a rest day, so this is now Friday, so they got a day off. We move into event number five, and I really liked this event. Uh, four <laughs> rounds for time, four 20-foot rope climbs, followed by a 500-400 skier, and then a sandbag carry at 250 with that um, Husafel stone bag. Right. Yeah. And the, the trick Strong to that stuff. was is that you couldn't really unless you had like Vellner's long monkey arms, like you couldn't get your fingers around to just like lock in. So you had to hold it. And we went from pull, 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 a little push, and then we came back to just all pull, 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 pull. pull. once again, <laughs> pull on the rope climbs, pull on the ski. And the sandbag carry, the position you're in, one, you got to pull it off the floor to get to your chest. And then to hold it there with no interlocking, it's just a straight, static, isometric pull. Think of it like hanging from the pull-up bar with your arms at 90 degrees. Yeah. If, if you guys can't really picture that. And I liked it because the they made the bag look easy. And it looked more like a just a 200-pound chest piece. But when you looked at it, you're like, oh, shit, okay, that's heavy. Like, yeah. That's heavy. It's a 200 dead weight bag. Yeah. Um, but it made the ski valuable. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't just chill because it was basically like a couplet. I know it's a triplet, but. Oh, I mean like with, with. Uh, it was basically like a rope stat- climb ski like couplet. Static hold, static hold with the, the piece in between. The, yeah, right. The ski in between. Yeah. So, um. It's a lot of pulling for for what we've done so far. Um, I did like the event. Um, it's in a time frame that we haven't dabbled in yet. Uh, no, we like very similar to what we did. It was more of a 10 to 11. Let me look at this real quick. Uh, that 11 to 12 time frame where event four was more of a 15 to 20 time frame, right? So we, we, we are below what that was. So it, it, we haven't hit that yet, um, but it was a lot of pulling again. 
Uh, totally. I, I think um, still like the event. I'm just giving like now we're getting into a lot of redundancy for the second time. Yeah, I think that you could have had the same sort of thing happen if you did like a like make it a push, uh, a pull, push, push. I'm sorry, pull, pull, push, pull, where you do your rope climbs. Yeah. And do like a shoulder to overhead. Yeah. That, well, that was going to be my question carry. is that I like the rope climbs. The back carry, I think, was sh like they handled the back carry, I think, faster than maybe Dave would have fought. Yeah, and we'll we'll, we'll see times. this we'll see this later. <laughs> um, I think if they did, um, f like two spaces, so pulled the, like they did one section. I think if they did double, because it would have been like half down, half back, and then sprint down. Hmm. Then the bag would have stayed there, so that'd have been nice for the volunteers. <laughs> yeah, totally. Double the distance on the carry, but yeah, some type of push. Yeah. Um. And I mean, we just did thrusters uh, the event before, so I right, don't want to so, do that. But if you do, even if you do, uh, even I was going to ask, what a, would you put in? There? What would I do? Um, okay, so I would, if the skier, if you're if you're wanting it to be a little bit of a a, a calorie a calorie element, like mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we got the we got the distance on there, but when you're doing that, you it's more of a okay. Here's a heart rate thing. Here's a we want to kind of right. get you up and going. What I would do is I would pick. Shoulder to overhead. I mean, maybe even like 135. Something that's not too heavy for these guys, and say, okay, you have oh, okay, 25 reps, shoulder yeah. to overhead. Yeah, because the ski was taking about 145 to two minutes. Okay, so yeah, I mean, could they get could they blast through that? Yeah, they could blast through that pretty easily. Maybe not not for going, four rounds. Yeah, as you get going, that volume is gonna is gonna add up, and I think it would be. It would give you the push. It would still have the the pulling break in between. It would still be very that, and then, and aerobic. Then that classic though, back and forth between the push and the pull. You know, uh, very, yeah, very crossfit. It you know. I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, that was it. So you you had your high skill gymnastics. You had your monostructural with the ski, and then you had your odd object weightlifting with that for four rounds for time. Or you could have done burpees. Or you, yeah. There's pushing there too. If you want it to be like a more of a monostructural, more of a monostructural, so yeah. I mean, yeah. burpees I lump into close to what a monostructural would be, kind of like a double under, but the gymnastics mm -hmm. version of a double under. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that would have been okay. Just to to a target, to a to a you or either that burpee or you, over either that, that or you bag, have jump over, even jump over the sandbag, even yeah, yeah, or on and off the bag. Yeah, yeah, I think burpee that would have been a good spot to do it. Because then you don't lose the element of the, the, the basically like that aerobic test that is the skier. Right. Okay. Right. But all in all is, I like this one. I, yeah, I want to do this cool. one. Um, <laughs> not to get heavier sandbags. <laughs> okay. So like we said, 10, 12 minutes, you hit every, every time domain so far. It's a new time domain. It's a new test. Lots of pulling, a lot of pulling. And then we move to event six and seven. And event six was five rounds 250 meter run and then one clean anyway up a ladder men went from 245 to 315 women went from 165 to 205 and the time cap i think well the time cap forced the intensity of the event because like everyone got time cap like the first, almost everybody here got time gapped yeah especially on the men's side 
And we said a lot before is like sometimes Dave picks time caps that dictates the intensity to the field. And I feel like this was one of those. Between six and seven, so this was more of like a very high intense aerobic test. Because right? yeah. everyone thinks weight on a clean is like, you just ran 1,250 meters in this test. Like that is, you were just under a mile. Mm-hmm. Just under a mile of just all near max effort for that distance. And then you couple in this heavy clean. I thought it was a cool couplet. And then on event seven, it was a shorter run, but much heavier bars, which now the intensity, and you saw it, went right into the barbell, right? So the focus shifted. 100%. In event six, it was about the run. In event seven, it was about the clean. And... The only, th- and I had no problem with it because it did test af- athletes differently. And I think that that's something that people really have to understand. This was not like the Armin same event, even Hammer. though it, well, it's a little heavier and the distance is a little different. No, it was, the first one was a run event. Yes. The second one is a lifting event. Yes. Like that's what it is. It's an active recovery. The, the second one was an active recovery lifting event. 100%. The first one was an active recovery running event. <laughs> right. I mean, it got heavy still, but like, still like we're talking about games athletes here. Totally. For like, totally. man, you look at 245, 265, 285, like that's power clean, power clean, power clean, 305 for mo- like all of these guys can power clean that. Yeah. All of them. Now with a sh- shorter bar, it's not quite as easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when people looked at this and they're like, oh, it's the same event. This is so stupid. Why is it back to back and worth a hundred points? And I was like, well, this is why not all couplets are the same just because it says couplet it's not the same thing right Even just because it says run and clean it's not the same it's thing, the same thing. Yeah. it's not these are two totally different workouts like well some of the best people finish in the top and did i was like yeah because they're the freaking best yeah, that's the whole the point <laughs> look at the people who like look at your top 10 it's like there's a different five than the other five right and that shows you that it's like so when people say it's like, well, we graphed this thing and this athletes performed great in both of them as a overall, I was like, okay, well, that just shows a, that's a testament to their balanced fitness. Yeah. It, well, it, it's kind of like saying, well, the test works because, you know, like in the past, Tia and Matt won. Well, right. That, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't really mean it was a good it. test. Exactly. So you almost like for Tia, like you got to take her out of this one. You know, you can't say, well, we graphed it, whatever. If you look at the top 10 mm-hmm. and you take the average of those top 10, the test did what the test was supposed to do. Yeah. And it showcased what was – it showcased can you run fast for a, a decent distance with some interval breaks in here where you got to have a little blast. That again, like that weight for most is not an issue. We saw most of the athletes, even if they got to the end, even though they got time capped, right. They got to that end and there wasn't a lot of setup for the, for those bars up at the top. Mm-hmm. The second one, it was all about the setup. Yeah. It was like all go. Yeah. Onto the, onto the lifting. Yeah. And you know, just people just don't know the programming side to it. They just read on paper and post things on Instagram like an idiot, like Arm and Hammer. Uh, dude, I that was that. the dumbest. Um, I'm not even I will say this. I, I think that if I was to design this, I, I don't think I would have put it the same way. I think if I was to design it, I would have changed the first piece. Yes, to what? Uh, I would have made the weights lighter. And? Would you and kept it clean? reps on them. 
Oh, I was, uh, so I wanted to do the same thing as you. No yeah. change on the second event, on event None. seven. I wanted to make the weight a little lighter, have them do power clean and jerks. Uh, power clean and jerks. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, yeah, that would be good for so the push. Then it's That'd just, be good for the push, too. Right? And so then it's not, it's just a little bit lighter, right? So say it's like for the mid, um, 205, 225, 245, 265, 285. Yeah. Right. And the women is whatever the women equivalent of that is 70 percent ish. But 145, 155, 165, 175, 185. Yeah. And so now it's run, go fast, be explosive with some weightlifting. And then if you mm -hmm. threw your burpees in there like you were talking about on event four. Right. Then you got a little push and a little pull. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you on event seven, it's heavy, but it's a squat clean. Right. Like you have, yeah. you have to squat. Yeah. All right. See, I, yeah, I would have done. Yeah, we were thinking the same on same, that. Yeah, basically right, the same I thing. Done. Yeah. And 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 all that's doing in what, what and that's just an armchair. No, hundred percent. I I think that I think that what it was is great, but what we did is we just put a little bit more of a separation between the obvious of mm -hmm. what we see on here as one is the running event, one is the lifting event, which it we still was. Pushed, we hundred percent. We just pushed it to where it's more obvious now yeah well yeah it's a running event and you're going to go a lot faster because it's lighter right and yeah we're going to force you to squat on all these so guess what this one is a lifting event so you get to rest quote unquote with your run on between there right that's what that that's what the difference is going to be yeah. so but i i agree we were thinking the same yeah thing that's funny that. that's I, I wanted your opinion but I, I felt like we we'd get pretty pretty close but like again that's look dave does the same things like you saw his post is like his post was what the event like he's doing his own like after action report is what he, he posted about yeah. it's like what i thought it was going to be what actually happened who got capped who did well what i liked about it and at the bottom was like what i would change yeah like he's looking at that and yeah. we're doing the same thing right we're doing the same thing as dave and if you wanted a little bit more variance between the two even though i thought there was plenty of variance between the two maybe something a little bit lighter with more extended range of motion like a clean and jerk yeah. Because we got snatches coming later. And on the first one or the second one, event seven, don't change at all. Keep it heavy and make them squat. Yeah. Shorten it up. Um, event six on the women, Tia Toomey. Event seven on the women, also Tia Toomey. <laughs> Dude, she made that last barbell look like it, her interview afterwards was so great. She's like, well, yeah, it's not a problem. So I just grabbed it. Yeah. Grab and go. <laughs> Everyone else is like, going through their like you know olympic lifting platform routine and she's just like amper amper done yep. um on the men's side jeffrey adler wins event number six he looked great on that he did and then in event number seven guillermo hieros strong kid he's man. so effing strong dude and he it doesn't is look like he should be that strong i know you look at his quads you're like okay but everything else is like you're just a fit little guy yet you can move a bar as if like you were born to do it. So he, I remember the first time I saw him when he snatched in the team in, in the team right division. the two ninety or something in the team two ninety or two ninety five. He was like five pounds less than Neil Maddox, and I'm like, who and he the was hell 17. is this guy? <laughs> yeah, that who kid. Who is this guy? Absolute beast, man. Yeah, beast. Wow. All right, so for these two, you have a monostructural element with the run. One is high intense monostructural. The other is low intense monostructural. You have a weightlifting movement with the clean. One is more speed based. Yeah. 
and the other is more strength-based. So we have two different ones in, in the same time frame, that five to seven minute range. Mm -hmm. But again, two different completely feel events. Yeah. Which I liked. Uh, event number eight, the handstand walk obstacle course. Just, uh, just a little, and this is our single modality gymnastics test, right? We had a single modality monostructural test with the sprint. And now we have a single modality gymnastics test at a massive skill obstacle course. Um, it's just one of those like, hey, if we're going to isolate one, you know, we've said this before, I hope you do this two more times with the two other modalities that we're supposed to be working with. Because if you just isolate one of them, I feel like that's not balanced. And it's unfair because now you're testing a specialist. Yep. And then, man, on the, I, I mean, it, it was needed, right? We needed something like this. And if you're going to test a single modality gymnastics test, of all the pulling we've done so far in the other yeah. events, like this was the one that we, we needed more of a press with. In my totally. opinion, so I was fine with it. I, I mean, it, it was it was what it was. I thought that it fit. If we had less events, I would have been a little more like, eh. You think a, like too much? Little, that's a little. I think I think it was. Um, I will say this: I liked it way better than the first time they brought out the parallettes with the the cones oh, yeah, and all that. Right. I like this version better. Mm -hmm. Um. I like the fact that the athletes were better yeah. at this right? because I think it was a better test. If you would have had it like this before, I think it would have been a shit show. I think that would have, there would have been people yeah, yeah, yeah. hanging I agree. out in the middle all over the place. But watching the athletes go at it, I mean, geez, man, Daniel Brandon, my God. Oh, my. That Dude, was amazing. Fast. So and I, I mean, and I kind of. And it was funny, I'm watching her go, and then I remember when we were at the games last year, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm going to go try the 100-meter the handstand walk. She's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I did it in 45 seconds, or whatever the number was, you know, yeah. where she like, never came down at all. She's right. so good on her hands. So, I mean, just so, it's so comfortable, you know, just so good at that. But um, I was, I honestly, I was shocked that they brought the parallels back out. I didn't think they would. I thought that the, the one time would have been kind of a, Eh, that was all right, but maybe that's kind of teetering on, on uh, Cirque du Soleil yeah. kind of work. Re you know? Yeah, well, uh, true, but it it's close. But I thought that it was fine, and it was fine. And again, we have so many events that it was okay. Well, the thing is, as we say, like this is a super, it, it, like when you say Cirque du Soleil or specialist, but like look who won, Scott Pancheck. Scott Pancheck's not the gymnastics guy. No, and Justin Medeiros got second. And this was when, this was my, like Dave always says, there's a moment where he sees an athlete. When Justin Medeiros took second in this event, that was the first time I was like, oh, shit. This really? kid, like, this kid's gonna, this kid has an opportunity to win this now. Yeah. Because it was so different in niche. And that was the first time I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I, I was, when I saw it coming up and he lined up, I was like, okay. How can you do the same technique you did yeah, at the yeah, games yeah. with right. a with a obstacle rather than just a straight shot? And he totally did. Mm -hmm. And wow, did that pay? And that's what I'm saying, off. right? It's like Super okay, smart. I was like, all right, you got you got something I didn't know you had in your bag. Yeah, right. Um, and here's the best part: is this came up during an Instagram live, and someone is bitching about Daniel Brain and getting all the coverage on the handstand walk. 
She crushed the, it. They're like, they not? didn't even show the race. I'm like, yes, they did. It was Daniel Brandon. <laughs> like, if some dude in the Olympics in the 400 meter is blowing the field away by 10 meters, why am I going to show the other dudes that are not going to set the world record or win right. the gold medal? That was the race. That yeah. was the whole race. No one was even close to Daniel Brandon. No, there was time to come back to yeah. everyone else in the race. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, exactly. We had plenty of time to come back and see everybody else not finish first. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, you're probably related to someone that didn't get shown in that because they weren't as good as Daniel Brandon was, who was just on another Phenomenal. Like, Phenomenal. planet. Yeah. When it came to that. Good, that was such a good event. For that him. was cool. Wow. I could have done without the two middle fingers at the end, though. I don't really know what that was about. I think that was about the protocols that she was still being forced into. Uh, yeah, but I guess. There was, there was this. It. Here's the deal. <clears throat> this might be me being a dad now, but the picture, if you go to your Instagram page... Oh my gosh, you totally just got old on me, didn't you? Yeah, well, well like she's given up two fingers, and I was like, yeah. and then you look at the background, and there's a 10-year-old girl watching her. Flipping her off back? No, she's just like <laughs> smiling, right? Yeah. And I was just like, and I like Danielle Brandon, and I thought what she had to deal with all weekend long was different than anyone ever had to deal with. Like, you lost your two, like, ride-or-die teammates. Or die teammates. Totally gone and then you got put into this like cattle pen for four straight days you got put in lanes separate from everybody you almost got forced into your own heat but three other girls are like i'm running with her yeah during the sprint which was a really cool story which we'll talk about later but that was like i was like ah that was unnecessary i hope that gets fixed i know justin will fix that i mean he gets fired up too but like I could have done without that. Yeah, it is what it is. I yeah, mean, I mean that's just. Me. I, I I will say this. Like I I get it. It's I, just I totally get it. And you know everyone's watching, and you got little kids watching. Yeah, and you're and fired kind of up, stuff, and you're pissed like, off. I get it. Fired, yeah, but and I think it was. You got to read the room think, too. No, I know. Like I get it. I think she just she needed something positive to happen for. Her. Great, and she did. And it. she's like, oh, f it, you know. Um, but I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's not even some like screaming fuck. Yeah. At the end of that, like as loud as they can and which like yeah. the Josh Bridges celebration. Right. So that's a little, maybe that's a little, um, I mean, that's my favorite celebration at the cross the game. So maybe I'm being, maybe I'm creating a double standard, <laughs> but yeah, I guess that is all right. Um, maybe I'll take it back. That's eh, fine. Yeah. No, okay. I mean, but I'm recognizing that it's a double standard, so I'll, I will, I will take it back. Okay. Even though. Okay. Know. All right. Um, event number nine. So the important part about this one is now we are cutting down to thirty. All right. So we have to look at the tests up until we get here, and we've gone super long. Uh, hour and a half swim kayak we did a odd object super heavy high volume super high skill gymnastics we went fast sprint test isolate monostructural and then we did a grueling open s classic crossfit of wall walks and thrusters in a 15 to 20 minute time frame and then we come back the next day 
long rope climbs, high skill gymnastics, skier, monostructural, and then that odd object carry 10 to 12 minute time frame, which we hadn't hit yet. Two back-to-back -back events of a couplet. It was about a run and speed on a bar, and then it was about a jog and strength on a bar. And then we did high-skill gymnastics where we tested them and isolated in that. And so now we've come to event number nine, which was just, if you're going to cut for the first time, I mean, you can't really think of a better way than a classic couplet rep scheme of 21-15-9 of two movements that require no skill, minimal strength, and just all guts of cows on a bike and light power, well, lighter power snatches for the field, but just power snatches. One of my favorite events of the entire games. It was, I think it was the so, best way to cut at that point. Is like, we've done all of these unique tests and covered all these bases. Now for your final shot to make it into Sunday or Saturday, go, let me see how willing you are how bad do you want to make exactly it and this is one of those like it's not cliche how bad do you yeah. want to make the cut yeah period we can test your strength your stamina your speed your gymnastics and now we're just testing your will yeah and i i love this because a lot of people train volume and they think that's the secret to be a great elite athlete and not many people are willing to do tests like this multiple times throughout a training week or even a training month of pure, unadulterated, just on full fire, full send intensity. Yeah. And the person that did that the most, I thought was Matt Fraser. He did yep. things like this in training that nobody really was willing to do because they just said like, Elias, instead of going there, I'm just going to do all of this. Mm -hmm. And not many athletes go there. And I loved this test to cut down to, th just to cut to 30, take the, take yeah. the bottom 10 off. I mean, I, I, my personal opinion is that it, this wasn't the event that cut people. There were nine events that got you into wherever you Right. This be. is the one we cut at. But this was, man, yeah. what a way to go out. Like this was it, this to me, lit the field on fire literally i mean you talk about the whole like you know the acid bath stuff and all that all mm -hmm. that that's exactly what this was there is nothing pretty right difficult un unable to do yeah anything it was can you go light your ass on fire and hold on to that the entire time i loved watching amanda barnhart on this yes she was ripping the bar, not off the ground, but back down to the ground. The race between like her and, uh, and like, Sam Briggs. It looked like Dude, she was who, just hammering the floor with the bar. Dude, <laughs> it was insane yes. watching that. Like I love that. And you're right. I, I think that one of the one of the hidden tests is not just about there are a lot of great athletes out there. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of really great athletes that don't have the heart. Yes. And this right here bled you down to that. You, if you had the heart, the grit, I love the that. fortitude, the pain tolerance, the I just want to be here thing. I love that. Then you did well. And that's, that's what it showed. I love it. It was awesome. It stripped away all of your fancy skills. Totally. Your Instagram famous lifts, your high volume programming. 
and just stripped all of that away to the most purest form of fitness and resolve oh, of man. just go. You know what was interesting is I was watching uh, Brent Fakowski, and I've never seen anyone, and I didn't know if it was a tactic, um, if he was like trying to hyper-oxygenate himself. That mm -hmm. dude was breathing bigger and deeper than anyone else that I saw on the floor. And yeah. it looked like it was intentional. Yeah. Like, not like you're breathing hard. I'm watching everyone else. And it's now that I listen to uh, Chris Henshaw all the time, I'm always watching how people breathe. Oh yeah. And you know <laughs> that you're taking in a lot of oxygen. Mm -hmm. You know that you're using, you're needing a lot of oxygen on that one. Uh, because that, that acid, that lactic acid, it's anaerobic, threshold, right? It, it, I mean, it, you're going to get smashed. Pure oxygen into the muscles is basically what anaerobic is. Right? Yeah, your ability so, for your muscles to use oxygen as its fuel source. I wanted to know if he had trained that. And I, I was hoping that so I, and I wanted to text this to you yeah. soon enough to see if we could get like, it was um, just so damn fast. Like <laughs> any, I know any of those guys to ask him, but like, it looked like the way he was breathing was mm -hmm. intentional rather than just, I'm breathing really hard because yeah. I'm tired. So, it was so removing like now that I'm removed from that and a lot of the, the studying that I looked at it is, so lactic acid buildup, right? That is your body's response to stress and fatigue, especially in an anaerobic high pay, what, basically what they were doing, right? And what yeah. lactic acid does is it's almost like your body's way to self-preserve because what lactic acid does is that it, it inhibits your muscle's ability to contract. So the more lactic acid that builds up, and that's where you see, if you're ever on the bike for like, say you just do a 60 second sprint, in the last 20 seconds, you're like, I'm trying as hard as I can, and I'm moving nowhere. It's because all of that lactic acid has dumped into your muscles and is prohibiting you from using them. That's its yep. job, right? And so if you train endurance, your ability to buffer that and to get it out of your system increases. So what most people do is like, I'm gonna do six workouts of 10 to 12 minutes every day, and I'm not gonna do like hour plus, and I'm not gonna do two minutes or less. And like you're missing the, the oh, most important ingredients to make your 12, 10 to 12 minutes better. Your ability yep. to buffer lactic acid and your ability to just pump your body full of it, and the combination of the two is help you at the other ones, right? You're missing yep. the ends of the structure that actually make you a better CrossFitter. Yep. And so what Brent was doing was pulling in as much air as he could to help buffer the lactic acid, right? And yeah. that's, where that, that's where that breathing comes from. Whereas everyone's like, <laughs> like when you do yeah. that, you're getting no air in, none. Breathing faster or harder is not giving you more oxygen. It's like mm -hmm. a false sense of security. And so that's what, that's what Brent was doing. That but was it really was just, cool. it was really interesting because it, it seemed that in that sprint, it was, it's the first time I've seen anyone in any sprint do that, like intention, intentionally do that, which I thought was really, really interesting. But, um, I, uh, one of my favorite events of the entire games. Oh yeah. There were so many things that went it was into great. it. It was awesome. It was great. Um, as you said, Brent Fikowski wins and Amanda Barhart wins and they cut to 30. And at the end of nine events, We've touched all the bases, right? And it's like, oh, you haven't tested max strength. It's like, we tested the shit out of strength. We did it with a sled drag. We did it with a pig flip. We did it with a heavy thruster under fatigue. We did it with 10 heavy-ass cleans. 
under duress, and we tested power with your sprint. Like, we have tested that. We know we tested the shit out of gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> and monostructural and mid-tier CrossFit time frames, 10 to 15 minutes, couplets, triplets, and ending with just a classic CrossFit all-heart burner. Damn right we've tested enough to say, you bottom 10, you know, deuces. Enjoy the Thank show. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks thank you for, for coming. coming. Right? And... It, 10 years ago at the CrossFit Games, we would have crowned the fittest on earth then. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember who was at the top, but you couldn't say they didn't belong there. Yeah. In fact, pretty sure Justin Medeiros was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, moving on to Saturday. So we're halfway through the competition. Before we get to halfway through, I want to thank, I got to run into a lot of our uh, Patreons. Oh, nice. out there. So that was really cool. So those of you guys that support us on patreon.com are programmatrons. It was really cool to see you guys out there in Madison. Um, the patches didn't arrive, like didn't arrive yet. Cause I wanted to go to the, I wanted to go there with a bunch of patches and just hand that shit out. Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't arrive yet. So they're on their way, but, uh, we want to thank you guys for saying hi, reaching out, supporting the show. Um, just to remind you guys, if you go to patreon.com backslash or fuck forward slash, Slash. I'm just going to say slash from now on. <laughs> slash. Get with the program. You guys can follow us on Patreon. You can support the show more than you already do for six bucks a month. If you want programming with the analysis behind it like we are currently doing now, we give you daily programming, one workout a day from Bill and I with everything you already have on our Patreon for just 20 bucks a month. It's just an mm. additional 14. So if you're already on it for six, you can re-up to our Programmatron Plus package. And for 20 bucks a month, you get all our exclusive content, percentage deals on our merchandise will be coming out, and daily programming outside of the one you already get per week and still give yourself a chance to be in the running for our free month of programming. So it was really cool to see you guys. I want to thank you guys for supporting us. All right, event number 10. Now we're cutting again to the top 20 from here. And it was... 30 toes to bar, mile and a half run, 30 toes to bar, mile and a half run, and then just uh, 30 toes to bar, and then a sprint across the field. And for this event, it was long distance running, right up to 5K, maybe a little bit less. If you add the sprint at the end, pretty close. 90 toes to bar, mm -hmm. where it was really, though, all about the run. And the one thing I didn't think about, and it was great to have Hinshaw back on, where you're like, okay, toes to bar, interference, just a little, you know, like screw you up in the middle. And then he was like, oh no, hip flexors. Hip flexors. And I was like, son of a <laughs> yeah. bitch, this is why you're the man. Because <laughs> I was like, this is just a shitty water station with no water. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, hip flexors, it inhibits your ability to stabilize your core. So you start to hyperextend, but it also limits the ability to bring the leg forward. It yeah. makes running more difficult. And I'm like, gosh, darn it. Dave Castro. You genius son of a bitch. And I hate to give him too much credit to give him a big head, but, you know, <laughs> hey. But it was so great to have Hinshaw on. And, like, I just was like, can you just come up to the booth instead of do a five-minute interview? Because I would love to, A, take a break, and, two, just listen to you. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I love listening to him talk. Uh, and That's if you think about what so we did is that now we – dude, they ran so fast. I want to know how long that course really was because I cannot fathom someone doing – Three miles of running, 90 toes to bar in less than 22 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. holy shit. Some of the average yeah. paces on them was like 612, 615. 
either way, this was your 20 minute plus time frame, which you've only hit one other time, which was in event one. Long distance monostructural with running, which everybody does and is used to, different than, say, a swim and a kayak. And then a core heavy gymnastics movement. And I'll say a, a low skill, high volume one. Yeah. And, and it, it fits and it really, in addition those, to what we, we've been building too, right? Yeah, and, and, and it, it really kept those athletes. If you, if you have this event, you could do this event in your regular gym. It will be 100% completely different because all those athletes were unbroken. Like all, the ones that mattered, yeah. they were all unbroken. Like right. the, the toes to bar, you're right. It was interference, but the intensity level was so high from start to finish. Mm -hmm. When you watch Emily Rolfe do this event, in the way she was moving, yeah. her and, and uh, um, uh, who was she with? Like back and forth the whole time. Um, uh, well, uh, she was with Briggs, Christy but then Aramo, it went Aramo. to Aramo. Um. So those guys, they that intensity never shut down. So the thirty reps is good. Mm -hmm. Now it's kind of like okay, when you if when Dave was designing this, was the intent? I wonder if I wonder if his intent was to force them to like dip into the tank a little bit more on the toes to bar, or was it meant just to kind of make it be, yeah, we want you to be fatigued. We want the midline yeah. to be fatigued because how it's going to change your time, your, your breathing or whatever. I think it would have been different if all of a sudden it was now 40 toes to bar. Each yes. Time. Because that now all of a sudden they will take a break and all of a sudden, boom, intensity drops. These right. guys went from run full send unbroken run unbroken you know all right. the way to the end yeah and, that and like was a limp towards the finish setup. unbroken on the last round i i, I oh. agree because that that 30 is in round one you're like no problem and no. round two you're He's, like I, I okay that right you're yeah. like i could do that round one yeah but round two uh -uh. i <laughs> will not be able to and if i tried right. to i would go to failure yeah i'd get to like 22 and then do eight singles after that Right, <laughs> and then round three, I'd be done. I'd be doing yeah. threes, right? Yeah. And so I thought that was a cool little, just it's like Dave Castro sitting in front of a a van with no windows, holding out some candy called Thirty Toes to Bar. He's like, hey, hey, little guy, you want some candy? <laughs> come into my come into my web so the spider to the fly. I would have loved to have seen the testing on this one. Like yes. I, I'm sure the numbers, I'm sure the numbers were different. And they went up and down just to see where everyone was going to be sitting. Yeah. Oh, like what you know? the, what different rep schemes he used like and distances? How, like yeah. how they came up to this setup. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, so now we cut to 20. And as we explained before, it's like we didn't cut because of this event. We cut to the totality of the test up into this right. event. And this right. is a, an event that we have yet to test in a time frame and a rep scheme and a movement pattern that we haven't done yet. So yeah. this is another piece to the puzzle, right? And I, I said this on the broadcast is we are building the fittest on earth puzzle and we have 15 pieces that we're plugging in, right? And right now we have yet to have one that just like slapped right on top of itself. All right. Well, what's cool, what's cool is up to this point, you know what the puzzle looks like. Right. It's like you have the main, you got that nice pictures. You're like, oh, I bought this puzzle because I really like 
this frozen picture that this is my daughter. This is frozen. So I got Elsa on the front. And so what she did, you lay out all the puzzle pieces and now I can see Elsa. I just don't have the whole puzzle, mm -hmm. but you know what the puzzle looks like. So we've, we've cut up to that far. We right. know exactly now where we are and who's supposed to be there. Yep. And that's why we're now down to 20 people. So event 10, Emily Rolf wins. And on the men, Luca Jukic. Dude. We had to learn the hard way how to say his name, but that dude had a weekend, man. Yeah, he did. Great yeah, weekend. Did. Absolutely great weekend. Yeah. Um, did you read that story? I think it might have been Morning Chocolate, but like one of the, I can't remember, maybe it was Pat Vellner. And he went to Luca like on day two. And he's like, bro, you need to go get some Reeboks because you were going to win event 10. And so like Reebok rep knocked on his door the night before that event. He signed got some Reebok shoes, and then goes out and win event 10 and got himself $10,000. Dude! Yeah. Thanks, Pat. All right. You better buy that dude beers. Be buddy. Yeah, <laughs> all the beers. Um, all the Labat, Labat Blues he can find. That's a Canadian beer, right? All right, so now we have our top 20 as we move into event number 11. And event 11 was, ooh, 11-minute AMRAP. So now we have an AMRAP. One pegboard. Seven single arm dumbbell overhead squats at 50 and 70 and 15 heavy handled and heavy rope gauge double unders where this was like a straight pegboard event. Yep. With if you effed up your double unders, you were going to lose. Yep. And this was just full blown upper body pulling strength, stamina, I would say accuracy to a pegboard for 11 straight minutes with the interference of holding your arm over your head and stabilizing for a dumbbell and heavy shoulder intensive heart rate jacking 15 double unders. It's only 15. And the biggest twist I felt was I thought they were going to have to advance their rope each round as their chest piece. It's like, all right, I'm gonna get further from the wall. I'm gonna get a little bit of a break, but no, yeah. They're like, nope, that judge will move it there for you. You just go right back to the wall, sir, madam. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that messed up a lot of people's game plans early. You saw people get like two or three rounds in the first two, two and a half minutes. And then you never saw them again, except for I Tia Toomey, which was I think unbelievable. <laughs> I think it was the... Uh, the numbers were picked. I mean, I think the numbers are weird, one seven fifteen, but Yeah. That hurt, uh, that hurts my. I'm sure you were. That I'm makes sure me you were itch. up there on the desk, like tweaking a little bit. Like, uh, you know, uh, like uh, can, can it can it be 14? I was like, like that, come on, that ah! fembot looking like Austin Powers stripping, and my head explodes. <laughs> um, but I think the this one, I think out of most of the events we had this weekend, this one lulled you into some dark places. Yeah, you, and it and the the thing was, is that you're not. It's not that you're so tired. But there is a line when, when it comes to gymnastic movements, you have the line of I'm OK and I'm not OK anymore is so small. And that's exactly what this is. If you push this too fast and you don't have I mean, I think everyone at this point had you saw everyone like for the most part, pretty decent on the pegboard capacity. They could handle it now, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, but you're right. The speed that with they, at which they were going in the first three minutes. Mm -hmm versus the last three minutes yes stark difference because the numbers were so short that it was like 
oh man, I'm I'm already back at the wall again. Oh man, I'm already back at the wall again. Like, right. Like I've just like did five pegs. An overhead squat. That's not a big seven. No. The double under. I mean, the double unders were really nothing. Even though I know it's heavy. No, but yes, there's that feeling. People but just it's messed not enough. up. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, like if you if you would have doubled the number, mm-hmm. made it fourteen and thirty. Right. Totally different race. Everyone, oh, you yeah. would not have seen the fails on the pegboard that you saw on this one. Yeah. They were constantly at the pegboard and staring right. at the thing going, like, God dang it, here we are again already. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Damn yeah. it. I think um, but, for me, and you talked rep scheme, and one thing is like, I really did like this event. It was cool the way it played out. You're right. The double on, the dumbbell wasn't hard. It was just like, if you got a no rep, you lost time, right? Uh, yeah. You didn't lose yeah. energy. It was like, fuck, yeah. five seconds gone. Double unders, the same thing. No one really got too tired to do them. They weren't too hard to execute. But if you missed, five seconds gone, right? Yeah. And in, in an event that where one round only took 40 to 45 seconds, right? like you just lost 25% of your time, which is where the separator was if you could handle the pegboard. Right. If not, it was all a wash. I'm backing it up. I would have liked to have seen maybe 10 dumbbell over at squats, five on each arm for balance and fatigue, yeah. and like 20 double unders just to keep the numbers there. But 15 totally. was fine, but 10 would offset the, the, the time domain, so I bumped up the double unders but kept everything else the same, right? So it was still a pegboard-heavy event. Yeah. It made more balance on the overhead squats, just because that's the way my brain works. Not that this was a problem. There was no problem. Yeah. Um, and this up the double arms a little bit to offset the added reps to the. Yeah. And I don't think that would have changed it that much. I mean, I think that time wise. For me as though it would have tested someone's um, balance between their arms on the overhead squats. Well, and I, I was. It was I think you had to on change, the standard though. that they made. It was interesting on the standard that like you had to stay on the same arm. Like uh, it's seven reps. Yeah, you, you had to cares? declare. Like I, I think. thought, I thought that was the fact that that was even made a standard to me. Yeah, was like so something happened in testing where they decided to make that because that to me seems like really. Oh yeah, yeah. Reps. I'd be curious why. Yeah, like where that did that was, come from? Yeah, where did that come from? Yeah, I, I'd be very um, curious to hear why. But I, I, I have to say, I was I, being that I did my podium pick with the pegboard, <laughs> I saw this come up and I was like, "There you go, guys! There it is. It's coming back. The pegboard is here." And I, I liked, I liked what it was. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun to watch. Yeah, no, I, I did liked too. Watching the struggle of the athletes. Oh who yeah, had them and who didn't? Sure. I just for, for the, it was just. Pegboard event, another totally. pull. Like, hey, was oh, another pull? Yeah, another no, pull. We're, we're, we're pulling like crazy. Yeah, we're pulling sure. like crazy. Uh, but I, I did like the event. So overall, the the scheme of the tw- test is like now we have an AMRAP, which is time dependent. Um, high volume. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're getting upwards of ten to twelve pegboards, nearly yeah. double the most we've ever had at the in in one event. Yeah. The most we've ever had an event is six. So, yep. I mean, that was a lot. Um, all right. Then you had the monostructural weightlifting gymnastics. You had all three, right? Triplet. We just had a long couplet this morning. And so now we have that. And then we move into event number 12, 
our third and final single modality as we complete the triangle with weightlifting. So we had monostructural isolated, we had gymnastics isolated, now we're isolating and weightlifting, and we had a one rep max snatch in the platform style, you go round robin until you miss, and we got some of the best performances and moments I've ever seen at the games. That's such a cool setup. I mean, I, I, that was one of, I think of the, the 2019 games, that was probably one of the you know funnest, best events. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was awesome to watch awesome. that at the snatch. Yeah. And then when you get up to the top, I mean, seeing, I love people being able to perform on game day. Right. Justin Medeiros. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Just awesome. Annie, Annie Thor's daughter. Annie Thor's daughter. <laughs> just like, awesome. Like that. Her like, face. On. It was just awesome. That's one of those. You're going to see that video clip of her standing up out of the bottom, looking over with a completely shocked face for a decade. Yeah. Like that's going to totally. be in every CrossFit highlight reel package of what it is CrossFit for another decade. And then we get, you know, Tia wins that with the tiebreaker to Annie. But uh, Guy Mahiros, like, dude, I have never, ever in the 15 years of CrossFit seen anyone move that beautifully, that effortlessly with that much weight. It was... I couldn't say shit. And if I said anything, it would just not do it justice. So I was just like, that was no. perfect. No, totally. I mean, you saw, like, like. It was as close the, to perfect as you one, could get. Uh, totally. I mean, okay, so go one weight before that. So Royce Dunn got the. Uh, got, they 300. Both hit it. Yeah, they both hit so they 300. They both hit 300. Royce is a strong dude. So strong. Like, beastly strong. Yes. He, but the weight looked like 300 with him. Right. Whereas when Guy grabbed the bar, like that's what 300 should weight, look like. The weight looked like 135. And you said it perfect from PVC pipe to empty barbell to 135 to 225 to 305. It looked exactly the same. His body position, how smooth he was. There wasn't any jerking action. He wasn't trying to wing anything in there. Mm -hmm. It was 100% smooth all the way through. And, and I, I'm in the, the, not just the strength, but the explosiveness of that kid. Yeah. Wow. That was super fun. It was super cool. So that, that was just a great way to close it out. The Coliseum just blew the top off. So that was cool. So now we have our weightlifting event. All right. We move into the final day of competition. And we start things off with a familiar format, but not the results. <laughs> Anyone was expecting and we have a redo of the two, 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 three interval where you have two minutes, three times to get as far as you can for the yoke carry. It's 168 feet. The yoke is 605 and 425 heavy as F mm -hmm. heavy. That is unbelievably heavy, but you had to do 20 GHC sit-ups and eight cheese curd burpees over the hay bale, which we saw at the Madison triplet uh, in 2018. 170, yeah. 100 pounds, 70 pounds, and then a yoke carrying the time remaining. And <laughs> when we were told what this event was going to look like, when we were described this event, when we talked to the demo team, when we talked to Dave, when we talked to Justin Berg and Dave Eubanks, they go, no one will finish this in three rounds. 
No one. No one said it in testing. No one's going to be able to. If anyone does it, it will be like a miracle or a, sh- a, a shot. And then you come out in round one of the men and four dudes almost yeah. finished this in the first minute. And Tia was one it inches foot. <laughs> A, you know, a size seven shoe away from doing this in two minutes. When everybody who did this, tested this, watched it be done, said no one is going to do this in three. And they did it in basically one. How the hell did Tola, one of the strongest cats I in all don't of CrossFit, know. not, not, how did he do this in three rounds? You should have seen people's faces in the booth. Because, you know, we're at North Park. We're right next to the scoring. Yeah. And Justin Berg was right behind us. And we were just like, <laughs> what in the world just happened? Right? And what I thought was really cool is that we saw the same exact thing for the men and the women. And this was actually a theme all weekend. Is that the times between men and women were almost identical. Yeah. And the number of people that got capped or middled were identical all weekend long. Yeah. It was so cool. Um, I have a theory on why that is. We can touch that at the end, but this was great. This was interval. We haven't done that. This was GHD core cheese curd over core posterior. And really, I think people underestimate like how many gymnastic movements it does. Like it takes to do the over, right? So he's like, you have gymnastics with the GHD. You have an odd object, basically power clean with the curd, and then you have to do a burpee, and then an assisted box jump over. Like the cheese curd over is three movements in one. Yeah. Burpee, throw, jump. It's so, and then the yoke carry. You have just odd object, and what you said about Royce Dunn is just brute strength. And to show you the difference between the two is like, oh, strength is strength. And it's like, no, look what Malheros did last night at 305 snatch which made everybody look like it was a barbell. And then he got buried on a 605 yoke carry, and Dunn was just like (laughs) (laughs) whistling while he was running across the field. And it was even crazy. It's like BKG won the damn thing. Yeah. And then Tia, obviously, she just had to like blow her yoke across the field at the end there because she was so damn close. But... This was cool, but yeah. what was supposed to be like a 12-minute interval test was a sub-five-minute all-out sprint test. Yeah. It was weird how the athletes changed the test. I thought that was unique. Yeah, totally. And this and, is the and, first time and, where it also, if you won, you not you didn't get more rest. You did less work. Yep. Right. Whereas people got yep. capped. Lots of people got capped. And it's not even just the fact that it's reps. I know you mentioned, you know, the 20 GHD sit up. So if you had to go through three rounds, that's 60, which, okay, we've seen. A, I mean, we a tested it quite a GHD, bit, yeah. You know, for these guys. But I, I see it more as the time under tension, under six, like under 605 pounds or 425 pounds. The, the shock that your central nervous system takes by being under that load. Yeah. One time is one thing multiple times is another thing like it's not it's not a 
it's not a, like, oh, one more minute, no big deal. Like there's, there's a toll that that takes yeah. on your body. Yeah. And for those that didn't have to have that, man, like oh, that, yeah. that's a feather in your cap because the other right. ones, like you already didn't do well in the event and to penalize you on top of that, we're going to put you one to 605 pounds for a longer time. So now you're extra And penalized. again, right. So, and the other thing with the GC is like, yes, it was only maybe 80 reps if you went all four rounds, but you did 180 to get here to begin with. Yeah. And it was at a full blown intensity, like, yeah, max effort, GHDs, burpees, which is, which is way different than pacing. Yeah. 180. And, and it hit your core on both sides. Then you're right. Just smoked you to get under that yoke. I loved this test, but it was probably the most fun one of the weekend. Cause we were just all blown away. And I don't remember ever watching an event at the CrossFit Games where everyone was just like, what the F just happened? Yeah. Like, where the athletes just went out there and broke Dave Castro's event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did, I couldn't see where Dave was, but I wish, I wish I was standing next to Dave Castro when this happens just to see his reaction. Yeah. And I bet he, you know, he probably, what, what else can you do but laugh? He would. You're like, oh my. That's what. And it, you know he did, right? You're like, oh my gosh. Either that, or he goes back and talks to the team, and it's like, so you guys just all sandbagging yeah. on me? Do you me guys what? suck at CrossFit? <laughs> I'm trying to. Yeah, so I need to get better athletes than you guys to test these uh, things out. What the and you're heck right. Like, how did Tolo just get buried by this? I, dude, I don't know. All right. I don't know. All right. So then now we move in event 14. We come back in the Coliseum, and we have a new movement. Never done in live CrossFit competition before. Got to say it that way. That's I important. do have to say it that way. And we also have an ascending rep scheme. 6, 10, 14 of Weird. heavy deadlifts with short bars. And it is parentheses on here because it does make a huge difference. Yep. And freestanding handstand push-ups. And when I first heard this, I was like, oh, man. Because I just remember like... Pegboard from 2015, and we're just gonna have people falling all over the place, and the people are gonna look dumb, and we'll see. Because, listen, I didn't know, so I was just reserved and waiting to see. After watching it take place, this was gnarly. Yeah, gnarly with weight, but gnarly with just how much you talk about, like central nervous system. Yeah. I can imagine how your CNS feels after 13 and 14 because yeah. th this wasn't just a pants and push-up. It was an isometric hold upside down. It was handstand walking. It was handstand holding mm -hmm. and handstand push-ups. It was crazy to the point you forgot that the barbell was 405 and they did 30 <laughs> reps, right? <laughs> And we got some great races at the end. But if you just think CNS and like your core after these two events, just sandblasted. Yeah, annihilated. Annihilated. I thought it was interesting having uh, the race happened on the handstand push-up. So mm -hmm. the, the intensity and the anxiety, like that race anxiety, where now you have, you have to be so focused – on, I got to keep my balance. I can't rush this. Right. 
I got to take my one step with my hands. I got to come back down, lower my legs back down, keep my balance again, kick back up, try to do the walk again while, you know, <laughs> right next yeah, to you, yeah. trying to go fast. And it's like so that, <laughs> that, that really, that, that anxiety and that, that focus can get like blasted, which all of a sudden changes that, mm-hmm. that handstand walk. It's, it's, right. it's almost like, in, in put it in perspective, it's kind of like when you're doing double unders and you you start missing. Oh and you yeah, frustrated, yeah. and then you really start to miss. Like right. it doesn't get easier once you get frustrated. Then you panic. This is the same kind of thing. And if you panic here, like now you're just messing everything. That's a up. great point. I think the I think the standard. I was a, that was a tough standard to have, and you know we we've seen this. We've seen this. I have seen this event. This movement. Before and only one other competition. Mm-hmm. Um, it was how long ago was that? Five years ago, maybe. What was it the old OC Throwdown? Oh yeah, yeah. Like way back. Uh, but the difference between that one was, I think you had a ten foot walk between. Uh, oh really? Oh yeah. Where you came down. So you know, having having to press up, walk out, come down to make it count. Like I thought that was again interesting how they came up with the standard. And I wonder what it looked like to whittle it down to that. Like what kind of things were they having to knock off or what were they trying to yeah. adjust to get to that point? But it made a really I liked the standard that they used because it made it easier to judge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And No, I agree. I agree. So if you guys didn't see it, they had all these lines. They were sixteen inches apart. Their hands had to be on the line, fingertips on the line, like the wall walk. And head starts on the ground, push up. Walk to next line, head comes down with control. Yeah. So it's like a starting line and a finishing line, but you had to start and finish on your head. Yeah. It made it really easy for the judges. I thought 100%. that was really cool. Because um, yeah. it much been harder to judge someone's stability in a locked out handstand. Like, what is stability there? Well, I mean, and like we already did, I mean, they didn't need to have handstand walks in between. We already did a whole race of just yeah. handstand walks. Right. So, I mean, we, we, like, we covered that part. It was just, it, it turned out way better than I thought it would. I don't think it was gimmicky. Yeah. It, we had great races, and I love what you said there because the racing at the end was so intense, but you, in that moment, like, you couldn't race because you had to be so intentful yeah. with your movement. And yeah. Annie even said in her post-interview, which was really cool because, you know, it gave you an idea. She's like, everyone has fired me up, but I know how to, like, chill. <laughs> like, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do it now or else I would have I've fallen. So I thought that was really cool. Um, it added to what we already blew people up earlier. Um, yeah. But it was one of those, like this was the pegboard from 2015, but everybody did, did better. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, and like, it was just great races. And like, that's the one where like Vellner was like, I have to get points, right? He, he'd he been cutting the lead on Medeiros up into that point, and then Medeiros just comes out and gets second. I'm like, fuck, dude. Yeah, a kid. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Say, I, I, you know what? I will say this. It would be it would have been interesting if this did play out like the pegboard. Yeah. I think that our opinion of the event would have changed. I agree. I think, we, I, I, I think that... Well, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely you know, agree. It would be like, oh, okay, obviously this... Like, what did it really test? I mean, you can always say, well, you know, we're testing and we can, we can always lay it out. Yeah. Um, you know, all the pieces and, you know, wasn't an appropriate piece of the test and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, all that stuff. But I think that it's, uh, 
I'm glad that everyone was able to do it so that there were races because then it validated what the test yeah. was. Some people were great, but, some people were okay, and then some people were bad and got exposed. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Right? No, I mean, and it is okay, but it's it's almost like if every if 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 it would have been like the pegboard. Right. I think that that was still a good test, even though it exposed everybody. Yeah, I get when we saying. did it back at the time. Uh, I think that we would have more of a discussion of was the test appropriate if no one could do this. Yes, but because everyone could, everyone's like, well, uh, we. It's yes. very easy to say, well, yeah, of course it was a race because we have people that could do this stuff, so it's a race. I, and the reason I'm saying that is because I, I mean, I even myself, like I, there's a there's a teetering of on, is it gimmicky? Because it's, it's right, easy. right. It could be right. very easy to say that. Oh, for sure. Um, I was. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. And you're right. So, the athlete's performance changed the way you analyze the test and the programming. I think so too. I agree. Yeah. Um. And the one thing I did like to see is that there was an evolution of like handstand difficulty as the days went on. Right. Day one, we did wall walks. Day two. We did a gymnastics hand walking course, mm -hmm. which is more skill based. And then day three, we did the, or day four, we did this free. Like it, the, everything evolved in difficulty, but still we're not near the same movement. Like the wall walk is not a handstand walk. No. It looks the same, but they are completely different tests of gymnastics. Right. Right. And the handstand walk obstacle course is a completely different test physically. Right? That course was just like technically challenging. Freestanding was skill challenging, strength challenging, stamina challenging. Different than the other one. So that's what I like to see. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but you're right. The athletes change the way we evaluate the test for sure. All right. We've come to the final event. Oh, sorry. It was uh, Pat Vellner won. And... No. Yeah, Annie Thorsauter goes out and win that, and because she needed that, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then, who was it? Oh, it was yeah, it was Vellner. Sorry. All right, event fifteen. Six hundred meter row, ninety chest to bar pull ups, and then three thirty six foot sections of walking lunges, back rack, front rack, overhead rack, and. We have a lot of pulling again to finish things off. Um, the row, when you looked at it, is like the row was just there, right? <laughs> the row, the row almost looked like it's like shit. We forgot to put a rower in for concept two. <laughs> Where, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like oh shit, yeah. we got we gotta we gotta own up to our sponsorship deal with concept two that we'd be using the machines in here. So let's put it at the front, but let's not take it away from what the race is going to be like buy in row. It was almost like, okay, who's going to screw this up? Yeah. Right. And then 15 reps at each pull up bar. So that was cool to watch. And it was at a set that like, I think that changed the way people approached it. Cause like, if you just said, here's a pull up bar, do 90. People would approach that differently strategy-wise than six bars of 15. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh, 15. I can do that. I go, it's still yeah. 90. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And so I thought that was a cool little wrinkle. Um, 
But then the lunges was... It's always cool to end with a lunge, right? Especially if you're racing someone, especially when it's overhead. You know, that, that's kind of a staple thing where, we, like, we've had lunges at the end in, like, 2015. Yeah. We had lunges in the end in 2017. We had lunges. We had a yoke carry at the end in 2018. Um, so, and I like the back, the front, the overhead. The weight was challenging enough that it, it did make some people blow up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was fine with it. I, it's still a lot of, a lot more gymnastics pulling, uh, and I would have been fine if they didn't do something like that. There's nothing I hate about this. I like the lunges at the end, the beginning part. I'm just kind of like, okay, there's, there's a workout. <laughs> I, I, if I take this workout, if I take this event, out and singly look at it. Yeah, I love what it is. I think I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think I love the idea. I mean, you're right. The 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 row is nothing. It's just kind of there. I I like 90 chest bar pull ups. It's a lot, and I think that you know after what these guys have done, it's a lot of pulling again. Right. But I think that it's a it's a good number to put some people into some weird places. Yeah. And then the the walking lunge at the weight. I I liked that. I like the all right, are you going to, since you know it's your last event, since you know you're racing, since mm -hmm. you know you're going to be done, put it all on the line and go from back rack to front rack to overhead. <laughs> yeah. It would have gone the other way. It would have been a lot easier. You know what I mean? Like right. just the way it's set up, but yeah. it gets increasingly difficult, but it's really not that far. So it's going to force you to go. I, I thought it was, this event was best at the end because it, it was a slow, dramatic finish. Yeah. Um, so it really allowed the the intensity and the excitement to really build up. And the way it was set up was cool. Like you started on yeah. this end, then you worked your way all the way to that end. Yeah, I, I like the event. I thought it was I, – I, to me, it's more than like a eh, – It was fine. It was an event. There were some other ones in there. I like the event. Yeah. Um, I, I, like I said, it's like I'm fine with this event. Yeah. And that's just – I was like, okay. Yeah, I like the way we finished. Um, I agree. I think the one thing is like if you look at a six hundred meter row, that's two to two fifteen casually when you're getting in there. Yeah. Um. Everyone's going to be within maybe ten to fifteen seconds of each other, and the way the ninety chest bar pull ups worked with the with the bars, no one's really going to run away with it too much right you can almost right. give those 10 to 15 seconds back maybe a little bit more because it does take more time and the same thing on the back rack lunges right five seconds per section there's your 10 to fit like every section had its own time discrepancy based off your skill set yeah i could say no, that. i agree and you could have taken all that pull out if you wanted to still have that lunge you could have done something like but uh, I, I just i don't uh, know push press it, do a push press into yeah. a push jerk into an overhead squat into your back rack lunge front rack lunge overhead walking lunge yeah um, so you have your pushing but i mean again it you know whatever yeah or maybe it was like 500 meter row um 15 back squats and then back rack lunge to the next rower 500 meter row 14 or 15 front squats Front rack lunge to the next rower, 500 meter row, 15 overhead squats, overhead lunge yeah. to the finish. Right? Because like yeah, we yeah. have, like I said, we haven't got below parallel a lot. 
True. Um, and then the I don't row think would we count. needed more the pulling. Yeah, and then the row would matter. And like, look, I just made that shit up right now as we're talking. Totally. Um, you still would have got the dramatic effect of marching down, and it would have been a little bit different test, and it, it would fill a little bit of the gaps that we did have overall in the program, right? I think we could have lessened the pulling and added some more below parallel work. And that's yeah. like not not push. I just think we could have added some more squats. Yeah. Um, Justin Medeiros gets his first win of the weekend in the most dramatic fashion you could, and one of the more emotional finishes I've ever seen at the CrossFit Games to – Walk, imagine overhead walking, lunging, 36 feet to win the CrossFit Games to your mom and dad. Awesome. Right? Who you thought was sitting on the other side of the stadium because they were, and the fans let them go all the way down to sit at the end of his lane. That was one of the many emotional moments for me <laughs> at the end <laughs> there. And then, I mean, what more can you say about closing things out for your fifth consecutive championship to go out there and just wipe the floor with everybody totally. with Tia Toomey. Ah, so good. Um, and that comes to the end of our weekend. And when I look it over out of the hole, I was like, this is one of the more unique, varied tests we've ever had at the CrossFit Games. Time domains, couplets, triplets, chippers, the way things are structured, single modality balance, um, the only thing that we said, and we just said this, is like I would have preferred some take a, take down some of the gymnastics pulling volume or even events and then throw in a bit more below parallel like squats. Because like the only legit squat we had was the 55 reps in event four with the thrusters. And if you decided to like the squat clean and the squat snatches, which was probably like another 15 or 20. So... But like we said before, it's like, but that wasn't the over lower body things you did, right? We did sled pulls at heavy weight. We did pig flips that required lower body. We did sprinting, which is blows up the lower body. We did heavy deadlifts, which blows up the back and the lower body. And then especially the yoke carry, which again, taxes the lower body in different ways. But it doesn't always have to be squats. It can be different tests, which there were. Um, I, overall for me, Going through it, one of my more favorite programmed games in 15 years. I think it's top three for me. Dang. I really Dang. liked just everything was so different. Right? Yeah. And there wasn't like events where like, okay, this style again or this again. It was just, it was, it was some good, fresh, new things that, yeah. especially how this whole year's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that uh, the fact that I, I thought it was a great games. Um, I, I, you know, again, we we've already said a lot of pulling. Mm -hmm. but I, in fact, I think there's too much pulling. I mean, my my biggest down would be the fact that that there, there is too much pulling. Got, that that got played uh, too much. Even though I love pulling stuff, I mean, that's personally that's some of my favorite stuff. But yeah. I I know that that is an issue um, with the programming. I think coming back from what we've had to this mm -hmm. there were a lot of things that were riding on it so you know uh, one of the things that really helps to shape my opinions on either events or games or whatever is the overall importance of what's going on i think that the test got done did, did what it needed to do we saw we, we clicked off all the boxes that we needed to, to to check off which is important all of them but this was all this was also getting back to 
what the games used to be. We have the community back. We're out in front of everybody again. Yeah. We have live competition again. It's not, you know, just five people by themselves. It's not online only. It's it's back and it's live and it's real. And I think it was great for what it was. I really honestly do. And I, and I was really happy to be able to, you know, to watch it and, and cheer on. And there was a lot of great races, a lot of great stories in it. So mm -hmm. I think as we, you know, if we, if we go to give it our element 26 thumb setup on this, I would have to give it like a solid one and a half. I, I, I don't know if I would say it's one of the, like one of my tops, yeah. like top three, like you were saying, but. I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. I really liked the programming. There's just a handful of those things that I think were yeah. um, almost almost uh, attempts to try to make it something that that just missed a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I thought that, like there were some of my all time favorite events were in this. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I a, a very solid thumb and a half. I'm I'm going through my Rolodex is like my favorite. I think is 2014. Ah. Uh, 2017, 2018 are awesome too. I don't know if I'd put that ahead of those. So okay, top five. Okay, it's in my top five. But you're right. There is a very bias on pulling. Yeah. This this year, so there was too much pulling relative to the amount of squatting or below parallel work we did. I think we gave a few different options um, on the ski erg event event five to do burpees instead. So you get some pushing there and keep the monostructural element. Um, the, what was another one that we had in there? That one. And just kind of the option that we had is like dropping the chest bars and doing something with like squats and rowing in multiple rounds, but still lunging your way down, something like that. Like yeah, that quick little fix, I think puts it into even more balance and I love it even more. Um, totally. But yeah, so I would give it, I'll give it one, what'd you say, one and a half? I said one and a half. I like it a little bit. I'll give it one and three quarters. Ooh. One and three quarters where double thumbs up for me is like 2014, 2017, 2018. Those are ones that I had full go. So, but I'll say top five. And look, we like got it. It was great to be back. I think Justin Medeiros is a wonderful champion. I think he's yeah. great for the community. Um, if you, I mean, if you man, were to be cliche, I mean, on, yeah, I mean, if, hey, man. if you were to be cliche and say, if someone could be a people's champion, now I know that was reserved for Carrie Kepler back in the day, if any, uh, cross essential people are listening to, but she never won yeah. anything. So, but she was freaking stud, right? Yeah. And long, with, you know, those Kepler's back in the day. And, um, but yeah, he was just, yeah, he's 22, which is crazy. Dude, he's he. I I watch him and I listen to him and I watch his mullet flip around and I yeah. just see big puppy dog lab. <laughs> yeah, but he's fun. That was, he's that was happy. Awesome. That was awesome. That was so cool. That was great. I'm just he, so happy to be yeah. here. And he's like, just he's he, different. And it's sincere, man. It's yes. Sincere. Yeah. It's not it's a show. Sincere youth happiness. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like yeah, I knew it was gonna be here. Screw you guys. No. It was like the dude is. Stoked dude, he worked for. He earned that shit. Oh like, hell yeah. He, went out there every event and went out there and just earned it. And it was cool. Yeah. And I think it was fun too. Is like, he's happy. He's fun. He's, he's kind of a man of the people a little bit more than in champions of years past. Like even with rich and, and Matt and, uh, Ben is so reserved and quiet and private. He's kind of like, all right, you won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that was really cool. And then, you know, Tia, 
you start to realize like she may not be the most dominant female crossfitter of all time, but the most dominant crossfitter of all time. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that she said she's coming back fired me the F up for next year. <laughs> right? I'm like, all right, yeah. let's, let's plant that flag. I'm the best ever, yeah. ever of any CrossFitter ever to do it. And I love that. And that's one of the favorite yeah. things about this sport is that everyone is on the same playing field between men and women. It's all yep. the same. Just who's the best. And I think yep. that, you know, Tia's, you might be the best. Uh, sorry about that, Matt. He yeah. just wanted to be all, you know, family man or whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go become the best. All right. Well that'll do it. Bill one and a half, me one and three quarters. We both loved it. It was great to analyze. We can't wait to do more stuff with you guys coming up on this. Our great in the games athletes will be looking at training camps, maybe who had the best mm -hmm. weekend, as well as, you know, maybe we look at the virtual games down the road oh, for our programmatron. So Bill, yeah. good to see you, buddy. Bye, everybody. everyone. Thanks for listening. Take care.